1: Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. You are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is finally Friday, May 14th, 2021. And because it's Friday, why not make it a Friday with Fox here on your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And remember that weekends are a great time to catch up on podcasts. So after you listen to today's episode of Locked On Patriots, Check out NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson as they host Locked on Peacocks and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every team, every draft pick, and every move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and salutations, Pats fans, and thank you for joining me here to close out the week in style on Locked On Patriots. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, your comments, your feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at m d a b a t e f p c. And while you're out there giving the weekend nod and saying, how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, the 2021 NFL draft is long since in the books. The 2021 NFL schedule has been released, and with a rookie mini camp starting today that is closed to the media, but very much open to your newest New England Patriots, it's the perfect time to start looking ahead to the future of this franchise. 2021 is going to be a big year, a few big dates circled on the calendar. And as big of a happening as it is, I'm not just talking about October 3rd, a lot of great dates coming up on the Patriots' regular season schedule. It's only natural to look up and down that schedule, start to prognosticate where the Patriots might pick up wins, what might be potential losses, but most importantly, who's going to be on the field? Who's going to be leading this team into battle? Do the Patriots have a potential quarterback controversy on their hands? I know, just the concept seems a little odd. On one hand, you have a former league MVP, a quarterback that nearly led his team to a Super Bowl title, a savvy veteran who's basically seen it all, done it all in the league, and oh yeah, a guy that just happens to be the incumbent quarterback on this staff, the same quarterback that led this team just one year ago. On the other hand, a rookie with a lot of promise, a lot of potential, a lot of hype, but is yet to take an NFL snap. Take the names and the circumstances out of this, and you would say I'll go for option A anytime. but... It's not exactly that easy. But that is the potential decision that needs to be made by Bill Belichick and the Patriots Brain Trust when it comes to starting quarterback Cam Newton or rookie quarterback Mac Jones. And so many fans and media members out there have strong opinions on the subject. And the great thing about these opinions is there's generally no right or wrong answer. I don't care what the media or anyone else will tell you, you're never wrong for having an opinion. Does that mean that your opinion will come true? Absolutely not. But you're not wrong for having it. And ultimately, if you're true Patriots fans, you're rooting for Cam Newton to have a good season. You're rooting for Mac Jones to have a good season. If you're rooting against either one, again, everyone has a right to their opinion. But maybe, just maybe, you're more of a fan of individual players than you are of the actual team. Whoever wins the job out of camp is the one that will deserve it. And that should be good enough for any Patriots fan. Luckily for us here on the pod, my guest today has some strong opinions on the subject. And she's here to set the record straight when it comes to Cam Newton, Mac Jones, the return to Gillette Stadium of Tom Brady, and the Patriots' 2021 schedule overall. That's right, FS1's own, the incomparable, Tanya Ray Fox joins me here today on the Hot Seat. And my good friend and I will be discussing all of those subjects, and also keep a sharp ear out for the end of our discussion, where Tanya will drop some interesting and exciting news about her own podcast, the Almost Shameless Podcast. Folks, Fridays with Fox are always some of my favorite opportunities to hit the microphone. Always look forward to talking football with Tanya. And in just a moment, we will talk schedules, quarterbacks, and ghosts of Patriots past when this Friday episode of the On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, we've all heard the phrase, often imitated but never duplicated. It's a part of the sports fan's lexicon, and that's because only the best athletes and sports teams can provide you with the best possible moments. And in that vein, the only ones who could provide the best, healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Built Bar because no one can do it like they do it. Built Bars are available in a multitude of delicious flavors, 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're not only low-calorie and low-sugar, but also high-protein and high-fiber. Bilt Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. So don't delay, do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow, and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Patriots fans, as I've been saying all week long here on the pod, we haven't even chipped the tip of the iceberg yet when it comes to the Patriots offseason. Draft implications, schedule implications, all of those have been covered here on Locked on Patriots. And again, we will continue to cover those today because here on the pod to help me close the week in style and continue our deep dive into the Patriots fate is one of my personal favorites here on the pod. And I know she's one of yours as well. Someone that is the best at providing spot on insight with razor sharp wit. You know her great work from platforms such as USA Today, NFL Network, NBC Sports Boston. I could keep going on and on, but, you know, we only have a certain amount of time on the show. She is currently providing amazing expert work for FS1, and her podcast, The Almost Shameless Podcast, is sincerely and highly recommended by yours truly. She's also going to drop some interesting news about that today here on the pod. Twitter, get this woman a blue check mark, please. Do it now. It's the right thing. It's the just thing. It's the weekend. We need to make this happen. The incomparable Tanya Ray Fox is back here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for joining me today, my friend.
0: Thank you for having me, as always. And I know that Fox uh, on Fridays listeners know I always I like to start my Fridays with you on the pod. I have my coffee in hand as I always do, and. You know, we do our little pre-show chat. I told you that I'm, like, exceptionally excited today to get the chance to do All Patriots on, like, a Real Patriots podcast and, like, dig in. And I couldn't be more thrilled to be doing that with you specifically. So thank you once again for having me on.
1: Oh, you never have to thank me. It's always my honor. Always my pleasure, Tanya. Frox on Fridays is one of the staples here on Locked on Patriots. It will always be that way. And again, folks, hashtag Verify TRF. I'm not telling you because, (laughs) you know, I believe it should happen. I'm telling you because it should happen. Again, like I said, it's the right thing. It's the just thing. It needs to happen. So let's get that hashtag viral over the weekend, folks. And again, I thank you for your compliment. And it's equally my honor, more of my honor to host you here, so that way we We can close out the week in style here on Locked On Patriots. Tanya, the Pats 2021 schedule was released earlier this week, and we've all reviewed the schedule. Obviously, the big-ticket games on the list, Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, uh, Cam's homecoming to Carolina to take on the Panthers, and, of course, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Bucs. And, of course, the division games, they're tough, too, uh, led by two matchups with the defending AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. Tanya, when you look at the Patriots schedule as I know you have, what do you believe to be some of the toughest tests for the Pats? What's your early outlook on some of these games and what the Patriots can be expected of in 2021?
0: So, first of all, drawing outside of, you know, outside of a few obvious games that are going to be incredibly tough, um the Buccaneers game will be probably the most nerve-wracking and you know difficult to win on the field game that the Patriots have played in a long time. Like there's it's like a it's like a, a mind warp of it genuinely I like, I can't believe we're living in a world where this is happening where Tom Brady is wearing that stupid Bucks uniform coming from <laughs> Tampa to come play in Gillette. It's it's a totally alternate universe. We're coming off of a pandemic. You know, fans will finally be it's just really wild I think we need to like step back and give ourselves a little bit of a break as fans as media as you know however you identify with watching you know the Patriots and the NFL how truly bizarre this process has been you know it like last season was such a blur um, because of the situations we were dealing with as a country and as a planet and then you, you know so it's like we're tri- finally readjusting to normality, and we get shoved into this alternate universe of Brady coming to New England and swearing off against all his old teammates and his coach and looking at those banners that he won for 20 years, and it's truly bizarre. So I just want the listeners to understand that if you have complicated feelings about this, and I don't mean complicated in the way where you're like, I don't want Brady to lose. I want the Patriots to win. I hope Belichick shows him. But like where it's genuinely kind of um, like where you're genuinely kind of like not looking forward to it, or you feel like it's gonna be a bit of a weird journey while you get there. Like don't don't feel weird about that because it's truly bizarre. We, there are not many fan bases in any sport for any team in the world that have ever gone through something this bizarre. For him to come back to Gillette as the reigning Super Bowl champion with another team. So I'm going to say that is probably one of the hardest games the Patriots have ever played. That will be one of them.
1: Absolutely. I think you said it perfectly. I liken it to a parent trying to watch both of their children go one-on-one in a matchup where you have mixed feelings. You love them both. You want to see them both do well, ultimately one has to win. In this situation, it's probably a bad comparison because if you're a Patriots fan and you root for the laundry as opposed to the player, then your allegiance is going to be with the Flying Elvis logo, the team wearing blue um, on, uh, on on that night on October third, your allegiance is going to be with the New England Patriots. It doesn't necessarily mean that you want to see Tom's head get driven into the field, which I know some Patriots fans out there are actually doing this. Believe it or not, this actually is a thing. We see it on social media of, uh, you know, pictures yeah. of Tom, you know, flat on the ground and saying, "Up oh, soon this is going to happen. You know, come on, guys, you know, dial it back a little bit. Take a look at what's happened over the course of the last 20 years. To not give Tom Brady his just due for that is really disingenuous of a fan base. That maybe is not, you know, as uh, you know, much of a, of a fan of the team as you are of the player, and that's totally fine if that's what you're into, but. A pl- someone that's more of a fan of Tom Brady, the player, obviously, is going to be looking, uh, you know, toward the uh, the Buccaneers. And they're going to be looking toward them in this game as well. I can't even imagine the atmosphere that it's going to be on Gillette Stadium on that Sunday night. You talk I about the electricity. You can, as the late Great Gorilla Monsoon would say, you can cut it with a knife. That's exactly how it's going to be. It's going to be a happening. It's going to break. Gonna be- There's no
0: way that that game is I mean, it's going to break, Uh, you know, some good... Sunday night records for NBC in week four. That's for sure. I, I think everybody is, I, it's not, this is not just a Patriots and Bucks fan thing or a Brady versus Belichick thing. Like all of the NFL and, and fan bases, you know, across the country are going to be tuning into that game because it has such relevance. Like this is such a unique situation. And so I really hope that both teams go into that game three and I like, obviously I want the Patriots to go into that game three and O. But I want. I think it would be just like so perfect for them to go in undefeated in week four and battle it out. Um, and I think that the likelihood that that happens is pretty high because Dolphins, Jets, Saints. And while I 100% respect the Dolphins, I think that they're a true like a really um, like unfinished product at this point. It's very hard to predict exactly what the Dolphins are going to look like. And um, you know, they've done a lot of roster overhauling and made some some kind of like puzzling decisions with you know their captains and things like that it's clear that Flores is doing something very specific with the team but how it's going to work on the field in a week one situation it's hard to tell and then you get Jets and Saints back to back I don't I I think those games are very winnable for obvious reasons and so there's a strong chance that the Patriots go into that game 3-0 and 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 then I mean looking at the rest of the season like Quite honestly, Mike, they have a pretty easy schedule, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. I, when you start, when you when you're, you know, drawing like their biggest competition is mostly going to be the Bills, and then you know there's there's obviously like the Cleveland Browns game is is going to be, you know, depending on how things go with them, like they're just such a talented roster, and the Patriots have lost to the Browns when they weren't talented, so right. you know there's certainly you know a few a few trap games in there, but. If things are doing, you know, this all obviously comes down to whether or not the offense and Cam Newton get the offense, sorry, and Cam Newton get it rolling. But if they do, if this team's legit, like even if even if they're a few, to, even if they're just a little bit better than they were last year, I think based on this schedule, they're in a pretty good spot.
1: I agree with you. And uh, listen, I went uh, on Locked On Live with uh, uh, Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke, who host uh, the uh, national podcast here on the network uh, on Wednesday night when the schedule was released. And that very question was put to me and they said, what do you think is a realistic ceiling for the Patriots? And I said, I really don't think that double digit wins are beyond this team's realm and I know some of my colleagues in the media are kind of chastising me for that a little bit and saying that I'm looking through things with a Foxborough filter but you look at the you look at the schedule and you look at what the Patriots can do I do believe that they have a chance to win most of the games that they're in simply because I think they've made some improvements in their offense i think they've filled some holes and i think they will be better offensively this year than they were last year and we'll get into some of the reasons why in just a moment but it really begins and ends with the improvements that bill belichick made on the defense this team had two big difficulties last year setting the edge stopping the run they've loaded the middle part of that interior of the defensive line that will help with run defense. They've done a great job of bringing in edge rushers, either resigning them, drafting them, or bringing a couple in via free agency that are going to help the Patriots defend against the run by setting the edge adequately and then pinning their ears back and getting after the quarterback. This is a stronger linebacking core, and I still think they have enough pop in that defensive backfield to be able to defend with anyone. So you look up and down the schedule, uh, starting with the 31st, really, starting in your neck of the woods in Los Angeles, facing my old mate, up there uh, with the Chargers and uh, the second-year sophomore sensation in uh, Justin Herbert, I think that's the toughest part of the Patriots' schedule because you're looking at two back to back road games the chargers on the 31st the panthers on the 7th which could be end up being uh, cam's homecoming into uh, uh, carolina you know health all uh, things considered that will be his homecoming then you have got the browns the falcons a lot of 28 to 3 jokes will be made there but then you get the tennessee titans and the buffalo bills so that's a pretty strong stretch not to mention that the patriots don't have a bye week until the 14th week that's a gauntlet that is a real hard grind 13 weeks straight going back and forth and, you know, traveling in between, that's going to be difficult for them. So that bye week coming at week 14 maybe is formidable of an opponent that the Patriots may face all year having to go 13 straight weeks without a break. Um,
0: I love it. I gotta say, I love it though. I, 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 there's something about that. Like, like you said, when you describe it as a gauntlet and how difficult it's going to be for them to make it to that week and stay healthy and all that stuff. Like there is a level of adversity there that this, team with a lot of players who are looking to get like their have their breakthrough season. They're coming to be coached by Bill Belichick. And, you know, there's guys like Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater who are on the back end of their careers, who see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel here, who are like, it's just there's something about that adversity and like if we make it here, if we can make it to week fourteen and we get our rest and you give us one month of just just destroying whoever's in our path on the back end, like we've got something going here. And you know, obviously the Bucks had that late buy last year. It, you know, w- worked out well for them. I'm not mm-hmm. comparing the two situations, but you can it can create a different kind of momentum as you head into that back month of the season. Um, and so, like, I, I I really do feel like there's something to be said for just making it through that toughest stretch, and then taking a breather. And I mean, let's let's just break it down real quick, right? If they have Let's say they lose three division games. You know, mm-hmm. let's say they lose both their games to the Bills and the, and they lose a the game to the Dolphins. I don't. I think they're going to probably beat the Bills in one of their matchups this season. Like I do think that they came so close last year. I think there's a chance that they could beat the Bills. I don't think it's, it's insane. So mm-hmm. let's say, but like I'll I'll give the Bills both games and a loss to the Dolphins because you know I would always happens. it. Right. <laughs> That's there's three losses right there. You want to go through the roster and pick three more. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you chargers. I'll give you that. They lose to, I'll even, you know, I'll give you chargers. I'll give you Falcons and Titans, just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And so there's six losses right there. Now they're, you know, 11. What is it? I'm trying to do the math. Now, if you have, it would be 11 and now, six would have? be yeah. 11 and with six. seven. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's crazy.
1: No, I don't think that's crazy either, and that's exactly the record that I actually predicted uh, earlier this okay. week with uh, with the lockdown On uh, Live guys. Uh, I did predict 11 wins, and I said, you know, they could go as high as 12 if the Patriots are able to steal one against the Buffalo Bills, or if maybe the Chargers game goes their way. Don't forget, this is a team last year that went into Los Angeles, albeit without fans, albeit you know, Herbert being a rookie quarterback. But the Patriots really dominated with a lesser defense, in my opinion, and maybe even lesser weapons on offense. So these games could go either way. I don't look at any game on the schedule. And there are very few times where I've been able to say this, especially in the last couple of years, where I look at this and I say, this more probable than not. Sorry, folks, I hate using that term. This, more likely than not. I won't use more probable than not. we gotta re- we got to retire that phrase uh, <laughs> because it just brings up bad gate vibes. But uh, in any case, I don't look at this schedule and say there is a much more likelihood that they lose this game than win it. Maybe you could say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're the defending yeah. Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, they're a better team from start to finish. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But the Patriots are going to be up for this game. If you don't think Bill Belichick is going to have this team ready to go on that night, it's... Probably a, a difficult uh, or a slippery slope for you to walk. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to win, or I'm not saying that, uh, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is not the better team, but Patriots are going to make that competitive. I can't imagine them getting blown out. I think that would be the ultimate slap in the face uh, to, uh, to Bill oh, uh, and, and the other uh, franchise. And I just can't imagine them them doing that as much as Bill is going to tout this is just another week. And Tanya, you <laughs> know, it's coming. I'm waiting for those press conferences. You know, we're just, we're focused on this week focused on the Bucks. doesn't matter who's coming back you know Tom's a good quarterback we'll be ready we already know the sound bites are already going to be there Bill has this one circled and we know he does and it doesn't make him any less of a coach it doesn't make him any less of what he is he's a human being at heart and I think this is going to be interesting to see how he harnesses that energy and puts it into uh, preparing his players on the field
0: uh, you actually just got me excited for that game that, that sort of like haunted me for the last, you know, few days. And like now now I actually feel a little excited and, and feeling like, you know, being able to see that battle, there is something so unique about these two minds, the greatest coach and the greatest quarterback, actually the battle that they're going to have against each other. And, and the fact that he is a defensive coach at the end of the day really does, it is a, the cherry on top of this like entire Sunday. Uh, I I'm you you got me pumped. You've sold me on this matchup. Do I think the Patriots are going to lose? Yeah. Do I think it's going to be a really fun game that makes people say like, damn, like that that was that was one of those games I don't want to forget. I think that's going to happen too. So
1: I think yeah.
0: You You sold me, Mike. You sold me.
1: Well, see, that's good. I think it's, it's the voiceover, Tanya, you know, like the, in a world where the greatest defensive mind of all time takes on his greatest offensive pupil. You know, really, I mean, it's, 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 I, I can actually see this come into fruition right now. So we've got a ways away well over 100 days till this one, folks, but uh, it's going to be a happening and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it'll be fun to break down all of the Patriots games this year on the schedule because, There are 16 other games other than just the Buccaneers game and October 3rd. And um, bottom line, Tanya, it's always a blast when you join me here on the pod because, you know, whether we're reviewing the schedule, whether we're talking about Tom and Bill and the back and forth there, um, you're only as good as how you play on the field. And Bill Belichick will be the first to admit that. In just a moment, folks, Tanya Ray Fox and I will discuss the New Look Patriots roster. And my good friend will tell you, as only she can, on why she believes the Patriots would be best at signal caller with a familiar face as opposed to a new one. What do I mean by that? We'll find out when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC MMA action, and of course the NFL With the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust. Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Before the start of your next favorite sporting event, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Head over to the website at BetOnline.ag and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, the incomparable Tanya Ray Fox joins me today on locked on Patriots Friday with Fox to close the weekend style here on the pod. And Tanya, this segment may be the most anticipated segment of the week, maybe for the last couple of weeks, really maybe since the draft that we've done here on locked on Patriots. And, we went through the schedule we went through some early predictions but you and i both know that the patriots are only going to be taken as far as their talent on the field and on the sidelines will take them coaching talent on the field it's it's a common denominator and it's a team effort cam newton signing with new england or re-signing with new england i should say in my opinion seemed to indicate that the team was ready to move forward with him in the driver's seat at the quarterback position for at least the 2021 season. It's only a one-year deal, very little guaranteed money, low-risk contract for the Patriots with a very potential high reward. And Cam signing this deal tells me that he's betting on himself as well. He's looking at this and saying, I know I can be better than how I was in 2020. Don't judge me on a microcosm of a season where there were a lot of reasons why he struggled I think he's out to prove it this year, and I think he's motivated to do so. What this contract also told me, though, Tanya, is that the Patriots were likely to dip into the quarterback well in the draft. And bringing in someone that could learn from Cam, develop, become the quarterback of the future – Ultimately, that person was Mac Jones out of Alabama with the number 15 pick, a pick that I actually nailed on the ultimate mock draft here on Locked On Patriots. Sorry, folks. I can't stop saying that because (laughs) I was just surprised that I had it 100% right. The Patriots stayed at 15, and they drafted Mac Jones. (laughs) But, you know, Tanya, Cam's struggles last season have given his detractors ammunition, and we've seen it on social media. Basically, his detractors will say anyone would be better than Cam at quarterback. You and I both know that's completely untrue. But Cam did struggle last season at times. That is also true. And you know the chirping is going to start. As my bud Doug said yesterday here on the pod, it's going to start the first time Cam goes three and out. Here's my opinion. I like the Mac Jones pick. I think he has potential, especially with Josh McDaniels. I think Josh can mold this offense into one that works well with Mac's strengths, Um Having spoken and having read the work of my good friend, Mark Schofield, over the last week, I'm not as sold that this is as cookie cutter of a mold as bringing Mac in, plugging him into a perfect system for him. I think this is the perfect place for him to be able to develop and the perfect place for him to be for an offense to be suited to him. But the Patriots offense is going to have to evolve as well. For those reasons... I think Cam Newton is the better fit for the New England Patriots this year, especially on how they're predicated on the offense this year, running the two tight end sets, keeping the ball coming out of the backfield, having wide receivers that are versatile in their roles and can give you either production on the outside or production in the slot. I think Cam is the better choice this year, assuming health, which we always assume health. I also look at it as saying that Mac Jones coming in may be the perfect fit for this team long-term. I don't necessarily believe that they were just complacent to take Mac wherever he fell. I think they read the market a little bit, but I also think they had a grade on this kid, and they weren't going to go above and beyond to draft him when they knew the likelihood of him being there at 15 was there. If he was off the board, so be it. I think the Patriots would have just you know, regrouped and done what they did, but at the same time, they were glad Mac fell to them. Tanya, I trust your insight, your analysis as much as anyone in this business, and you've been pretty vocal on this. Your reaction to the Mac Jones pick, what it means for Cam Newton, and am I being naive in saying that the Patriots still got their guy at 15, even if they weren't willing to trade up for him?
0: Yeah, so I think that I think when it comes to the cam versus Mac conversation, um, you know you start with that's exact question, question, which is, did Belichick have his heart set on Matt Jones being the future of the Patriots at quarterback? Is he willing to invest in it at on that level? And to me, the way Belichick operates, it's a hard question to answer straight <laughs> up because I don't think Belichick will ever look at a college quarterback and say, that's the guy. Like I need to get that guy. He's the guy I, I want. I mean, if you if you land a uh, an Andrew Luck, or, you know, we'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence. If you land these sort of generational guys who've been being watched since they were 15 years old or who have, like, obvious first-round pick once-every-decade type guys, sure, maybe Bel- maybe Belichick would go up and get those guys from, like, pick three if he could. But other than that, I just – I think when you land the jackpot the way that you, he did with Tom Brady and, you know, and you, you hit on – guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, and, and Jacoby Brissett. And he's like, guys who kind of work in the NFL, like even if they're not superstars or whatever, but they become starters and they're serviceable, even like a Matt Cassel or whatever. And you do that over and over again in the second and third rounds of the draft for 20 years, it becomes, and you see guys like Russell Wilson and even, even Patrick Mahomes who should have been drafted so much higher. It's just, so easy to sit back and say, like, if I'm going to get the guy, I'm going to get the guy, but I'm not selling out for it. Because this is as, as much of a gamble as, you know, putting it, putting 500 on block in Las Vegas. I, this, this is so hard to predict. So I'm going to find guys I like, and if, if I can get them at a place where, like, I don't have to sell out for it, great. And I think that's how he, what he did with Mac. Like, I think he wanted Mac. I think he was happy he got Mac. But do I think that he was in that room saying, we just got the future of our franchise? Absolutely not. There is, I do not think that for a second that when he drafted Mac Jones, he thinks this is 100% going to be my guy. He had, a 15, he had the number 15 pick. He, instead of trading down from it, or he was like, I'll use it. I'm going to use it. I have it. And that's the best way to approach this, in my opinion. So I'm glad, you know, uh, to me, Mac Jones is the least exciting player of those top guys, you know, in terms of ceiling. but he's also probably got the highest floor as well, which means like he's least likely to completely bust because of the system he comes from. And because of the type of quarterback that he is, he's going to be, you know, if, if they need him to start sooner, he can, he's probably the most equipped to do that. So, you know, there's, it's like the higher floor, lower ceiling situation with Max, it, you know, based on everything we know right now. However, having said that, ha- you know, whatever optimism you want to have about what Max could be in this system, what he could be with um, Josh McDaniels and how he could fit in this offensive system, which I agree could really work, there is never – you can never draw a line between a quarterback – who showed a ton of potential at the most dominant college dynasty of the last you know, 25 years, and then say, that's a guy who should get a start over a veteran, former MVP, former Super Bowl contending quarterback, if he's healthy. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to remember that the idea that anyone is better than Cam Newton couldn't, that could, there's nothing more spoiled, there's nothing more myopic than saying something like that. There are so many situations that the Patriots could have found themselves in where they were relying on a rookie coming out of an offense that would have carried you or I behind center. Uh, I, I'm not saying that Mac isn't talented, but the idea that he could come in and be better than somebody with Cam's entire resume with what he's done his entire career beginning in college all the way through cam's done what Mac has has yet to do he's done all of it all of the things that everybody thinks math might be able to do maybe down the road cam has done it over and over and over and over again every time he wasn't the star he, you know he, he lost the job he had to move on because tim tebow was the star he goes he wins a national championship. He wins a Heisman. He comes into the into the NFL and wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. He wins an MVP. He plays in a Super Bowl every single time. Everybody telling him you're he's not good enough. He's basically a running back. He's not a good enough passer. He's not accurate enough. So why on God's green earth would I believe the people saying that now again about him? I, I'm not ready to. I just. There's too much history of Cam Newton saying, why won't you believe in me and proving people wrong? And if he wants to do that for the Patriots and he wants to help them get over this hump and help bring along Mac Jones, who absolutely needs a year, just like every rookie quarterback should always get their year on the bench. Then we should consider ourselves not only lucky, but genuinely excited to watch that come together. There should be no the idea that you would be rooting against that, to me, means you're not really a fan of watching football. You're not really a fan of watching the Patriots succeed. You're a fan of getting what you want in some sort of narrow version of, of you know, the reality that you're looking for. You're, you're, you're not really looking at what the best situation is for the Patriots because if you were, you would see that Cam Newton is such a blessing to the team. And I know that sounds like propaganda, but like when I tell you the Patriots would have been below irrelevant without him last year, I sit in production meetings in national television shows every day. No one cared about the Patriots if it weren't for Cam Newton, especially while Brady was on his way to winning a Super Bowl. He's a superstar with a resume as long as as anybody's in the NFL, and I'm done listening to people whine about it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know you're absolutely right and look you have a sympathetic ear here because i've been on the cam train since the moment they've signed him and look i'll be the first to admit when you hear about some of the things that went on in carolina you hear about character issues things is he really dedicated to what he needs to do is he going to come in here healthy enough to be able to lead this team you have question marks absolutely but i bought into the pedigree and when i looked at what cam brought to the table not just on the field but also in the locker room, being an inspiration to a lot of his teammates, being a good soldier, you know, coming in, playing his assignment as assigned. uh, Those things were absolutely a breath of fresh air for me. His accountability uh, with the media and his willingness to work. I think the perfect person to come in and take the ball from a guy like Tom Brady, especially in the first season after Brady's departure, is someone like Cam. And I think he played the role admirably. Am I going to sit here and say that he was a perfect player on the field? Absolutely not. Neither you nor I would argue that point. There were moments where throws did look difficult. There were moments where he did hang on to the ball a little bit too much. There were times where he did look like he was a little bit out of his element. You're talking about a player that missed a great deal of time leading into his signing with New England, signed here very late in the month of June, uh, was not able to really get a good uh, you know portion of training camps, OTAs, learning the system. System. I know some people will roll their eyes and scoff at that, but I can tell you it's a big deal to come in and to learn a com- a complex offense like New England without having that much lead time or really a lot of ability to be able to get to know his teammates. And also, let's talk about, you know, COVID interrupting his rhythm a little bit. I'm not saying COVID put him into a fog or anything like that, although I think, you know, some residual effects may have been felt but it threw off his rhythm it was coming off of a game that he looked very comfortable running this offense against the seattle seahawks and i think a lot of people forget that you can make light of it all you want to and say oh well you know anybody can run or do what he was doing it's not that big of a deal um I think a lot of those people are trying to take away from what Cam Newton could do on the field. That's why I believe with an upgraded tight end core, and I said this from the day that they signed both Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, that automatically elevates Cam's game. Now, all of a sudden, right. he's got yes, that red absolutely. zone target in Janu uh, that he's able to, that he did not have last year. Somebody that can go up, make contested catches in the end zone, come down with it and be that type of target. Even someone who can run the jet sweep. We didn't have that last year with New England. Now we do have someone with Janu's size, strength and veteran savvy to be able to do it and a route runner and Hunter Henry, who's as good as anyone running routes in the league. I scouted this kid from the time that he was a rookie in, well, with the Chargers organization. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cam can do with this tight end set. Running backs, Damian Harris is going to have a stronger year. The more and more footage I like, uh, I see on uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm really liking this pick, and I think this kid has an opportunity to be someone here as well. I think Sonny Michelle is going to elevate his game. He knows that he's either playing for his contract here in New England or elsewhere. I expect him to be elevated. And the wide receivers, I think, are going to be better this year than what Cam had last year. A lot of people are pointing to he doesn't have Julian Edelman. We didn't have Julian Edelman for the majority of 2020. So Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, guys coming in like that, give him the threat that he necessarily didn't have last year. So I'm in agreement with you, and I know you've taken a little bit of dirt on the uniform when it comes to that, but I'm so glad that you articulated your position because that's exactly how it was meant that's exactly how I know you meant it right from the get-go and I think you're spot on in your assessment it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not happy for the Mac pick or that you're against Mac Jones or you chose a side and you drew a line in the sand and oh I'm pro cam I'm against Mac you can be for the both of their success you can think that Mac has a chance to be the quarterback down the line for the Patriots but also know that Cam is their best bet in the short term. And I think that's where Patriots fans need to come together. And I think that's how it's going to play out on the field.
0: Yeah, I I think, and I want to make it clear, like, if if Cam's not healthy, if he just doesn't have it anymore, if his body doesn't have it anymore, then that's going to show out in in camp and preseason. And if Mac wins that job and they need him to start, then Mac is who should be behind center. Then that's who should have the job. It's not what I'm rooting for because rookie quarterbacks benefit so much from a year on the bench. Everybody knows that. And being able to learn behind somebody like Cam Newton, who has such a grip on the locker room and who has such a good uh, routine and rhythm with those coaches, would be a huge for both of them. But let's be honest, if he doesn't have it and Mac wins that job, then that's who should be the quarterback. I just think that that's worst case scenario considering all of the options. And, you know, like you said, having these tight ends and everything else, like this is a guy who, we all remember Greg Olson's career. This was his quarterback. We all remember early Christian McCaffrey. This was his quarterback. Like, you know, as, like you said, always assuming health. Always assuming health with Max, with Cam Newton. We, we know what he can do with these kinds of weapons. And especially the tight end position, like the kind of, the kind of stuff that they can run with Cam Newton, and especially if they get their fullback going again, it's, it's, there's a lot here that's going to look so different from last year. I know people are so stuck on it, but I beg you, listen to me and Mike and just have a little bit of, of, of uh, optimism in some capacity
1: absolutely and believe me this is coming from someone that has sung the praises of mac jones since he was drafted even beforehand you know scouting him and looking at the potential fit you know i definitely looked at him as saying someone that i would not be disappointed if the patriots walked away with at the end of the 2021 nfl draft but i've also you know been on record by saying i believe cam is the guy this year and i think that would be the patriots ultimate scenario cam having a healthy 2021 and a a productive twenty twenty one, and then seeing what Mac and Cam are going to do, maybe next year, or if the Patriots decide that they're that the Mac may be ready at this point, and Cam decides that his future is in another NFL uniform, so be it. But for this season, I do think that's the best case scenario, and I always love that we have the opportunity to kind of discuss that, flush it out a little bit, and uh, you know, give our opinion uh, to the fan base. Regardless of what they do with it, it's really up to them. And everyone has a right to their opinion. And I will never sit here and chastise anyone for feeling a certain way, uh, as long as they're respectful of others. And as long as they respect others' opinions, you have the right to feel whatever way you wish. but. You know, necessarily, I don't think that Patriots fans have to worry about this line in the sand quarterback controversy. I think this is going to be a smoother running quarterback room than a lot of people feel this year. And really, it's because of Cam Newton and the ability he has, I think, to be that magnetic force that so many people love to play with. You saw it last year with the guys he was in the locker room with in 2020. And I think that continues this year into 2021. Tanya, it is always, always a pleasure, always an honor for me to share the microphone with you each and every Friday that you choose to come and grace us with your presence, and you've done that once again. Before I let you go, my friend, I know you have some interesting information on your podcast, the Almost Shameless podcast, so have at it. Please let our listeners know what they can expect from the great opinion, the great voice of Tanya Ray Fox within the coming days and weeks.
0: Yes, so uh, Almost Shameless has been on a bit of a... uh a fourth hiatus but we will be coming back and it is uh it's in the works i won't say exactly what company but i am going to be pairing um up with a company who's going to be hosting the podcast it's going to have its own platform to be on it's giving it a little boost you know finally maybe get some advertising in there and really get it onto a a little bit of a bigger platform and and some and so we're going to be uh you know starting out at once a week again and then potentially ramping up from there. So that should be flushing out over the next. Probably won't start this week. It'll be the week after. So in the next two weeks, we'll be getting that relaunched on the new platform. It'll still be almost shameless. Um, and when I can actually like announce the exactly who I'll be uh, joining up with, I'll let everybody know. But just keep an eye out for that because I'm excited about that. And I think it's just in time. Um, you know, summer's coming up. We'll have some good, you know, preview NFL preview stuff and all of that. We'll. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bore you with some Red Sox and Celtics if they force me to. Who knows what the Bruins will do? It will still be very Boston-centric. So, um, you know, I'd love to I'd love to have an have an opportunity to be covering a covering a, a pretty deep Bruins playoff run. So we'll see what goes there. And yeah, keep an eye on that.
1: Absolutely, and congratulations on that. I, for one, cannot wait for the listen. It's always been one of my favorites, and it'll continue to be, and you continue to take it to new heights, my friend. Thank you so much for dropping by the pod today, helping me close out the weekend style. Can't wait to talk ball with you again here soon on Locked On Patriots, but in the interim, continue to stay safe and well. And again, we'll talk to you very soon here on On Patriots. Thanks a ton, Tanya. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk soon. Just like that, Patriots fans, we tie a bow on the week that was here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. But even though we might take a little break for the weekends, there is still plenty of Patriots coverage to come. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, follow and subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked into Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Tanya Ray Fox for her time, her insight, and her appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked on Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until Monday, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone.